All right, ladies and gents, welcome back to episode three of the Kicking It With The Hicks podcast. Um, How's it going, everyone? Yeah, we know who we are. I'm not going to say our names this time since it's already episode three. Yep. Uh, we got a little sidetracked towards the end of episode three. I kind of went on a little rant, but it's fine. It's because we've had this built-up anger towards them. <laughs> yeah. Me and Orn are usually used to talking about it to ourselves, so inform people about, you know, idiots. Yeah. But well. in other news, uh, Takeshi 6 9 He's out of prison. So uh, he's also come out with a new song. Oh, it's so garbage. (laughs) Just a bunch of yelling and screaming. Have you listened to it? Oh, yeah. Not because I wanted to, but because I needed to. That was bad. I've. I don't think I've heard anything worse than that. I just I just think it's funny how he's saying, uh, get the hell out of his face before he murders you. In one of his previous Yeah, but then he goes to a judge Rat. and rats out the people that he's been freaking hanging out with. I got that poor little man. Poor little man, baby. You know what he looks like? He looks like when that kid eats too much candy on Cloudy of a Chance of Meatballs. <laughs> Especially his cartoon, dude. Oh, yeah. Dude, like, who? It's bad. Okay. Who goes? Who was the artist? What? I said, who was the artist I for that? <laughs> really? Dude, you can seriously make that freaking an iPhone thing. You make your... Wow, so you can tell they really had a budget. Dude, he's so garbage. I don't... Like, who goes, yeah, you know what? Takashi's good. Yeah, no one really sits down and admits that he has a legitimate rap career. Well, Adam Calhoun... If you do, then you have a bad taste in music. I'm sorry. Well, Adam Calhoun came out with the video. He's like, dude, you're not going to last. Mm-mm. He, <laughs> if this was like the 90s and early 2000s, like Biggie and Tupac days, he would have been smoked. He probably would have gotten shot. No, no doubt about it. I, God damn, dude. It's so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've... Yeah, it. I really don't see him having a le- legitimate career in the hip hop industry. I just, I don't see it. He's a meme. He really is. He's a walking bag of Skittles, pretty much. What he looks like. He's pretty terrible. I, I don't think I've ever seen something so bad in my life. My life. 
I've seen some nah. stuff. Yeah, you and me both. Have you ever heard of Hozier? Mm-hmm. I do believe I have heard of him. Or Shotgun Shane. I like square body Chevys. Now you just like ball sacks and daddies. Oh my god, dude. When he said that, I was like, ooh. If you don't know what we're talking about, uh, Shotgun Shane and Hoser are two shit American rappers, and Upchurch destroyed them in a diss track. Pretty freaking hard. Mm-hmm. It was pretty freaking funny. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not even gonna lie. He destroyed. There ain't no bullshitting. He destroyed freaking. Uh, Katie Noel too. Oh yeah. Which was. I mean, he has every right to do so. <laughs> Not even kidding, dude. He he's he had every right to freaking be that pissed off. He had every right. Well, yeah. He welcomed her into her home, into his home, was offering his, like Katie, and her mom. What was it like a one point two million dollar house? Yeah. Yeah, and all this stuff, and she, uh, she walks out of his house because he rolled over and grabbed her boob while he was asleep. She was just looking for an easy way out because he, it was just clout chasing. That's all it was. Hey boy, hey girl got really popular. She started getting popular. She started getting a lot of views and that stuff, and she said, well... Since I'm growing now, I think I could just do it on my own and look for an easy way out. But guess what? You can't just walk out of that easily. And when Upchurch made his video saying what the hell is going on and pretty much asking Katie, what the hell were you thinking? Everyone was in the comments being supportive. Like, we love you, Upchurch. We hope you're doing okay. That was a bullshit thing for her to do. And then you go to Katie Noel's uh video and it just got <laughs> dumpstered on yeah i mean some of her, even her fans were like you're a dumb little bitch aren't you she freaking she oh god dude and then she had some videos on her tiktok and it was some of the funniest things I've ever seen because like that trend where you have two people and you bring their head up and stuff like that Mm -hmm. everyone's like did you ask her to touch you did she ask Mm -hmm. Did, did she let you did you give her permission to touch you and she went off dude and everyone freaking What's went it? off on the freaking uh, damn fucking in their YouTube channel too. Everyone oh, yeah. went off, which was freaking hilarious. I even commented on it 
I was like, you are dumber than you look. Do you like No, I thought she was a pretty good-looking girl oh, yes. when her and Upchurch yes. still got together. And I wasn't a big fan of her music. I mean, I did like Blood Red and Queen of the South, but that's only because it had Upchurch in it. <laughs> and um, uh, it's the one he she did with Adam Calhoun. Catch Hell? Catch Hell, yeah. That one was pretty good, too, but... I also like what Adam Calhoun had to say about the whole ordeal with Katie and Upchurch. I mean, that's how I kind of see me and your friendships because, I mean, you just saw what he had to say about it. I mean, he stuck up for Upchurch and stuff like that and thought it was really cool. Yeah. And he even took down the song for Upchurch. I respect Adam Calhoun a lot. Oh yeah. Just because he he knows his limits, he knows his boundaries. Plus overall he's just a badass. Oh yeah. He 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 came into the rap game not knowing a thing when he was doing stuff with Hozier. Well, I mean so did Upchurch. I mean look at him. He was doing construction and then he quit that job because it was shit. Oh yeah. And he wasn't get, getting paid crap. And he dropped out of high school. And he just took a leap of faith and joined the music industry. And look at him now. He's sailing. He's number one on Billboard country charts. Which I, I think is amazing. He deserves it. Because he's putting a lot of work and effort into his music. Yeah, there's been, yeah, there's been like all the doubters, dude, especially. Mm. Yeah, and for everyone saying like he's always making music because uh, he wants the money and stuff like that, but in reality, he made a video of saying how much money he's actually made from YouTube. It was only like a, it was only like seven hundred. Fifty-three bucks. Yeah. He he's just a down home kind of guy. That's what I like. Well, I really like how he makes music for the fans to enjoy, and he makes it free. So for people like me that barely have any money are still able to listen to his music. Oh, yeah. Because I really enjoy Upchurch's music. So do I. But, I I mean, I wouldn't really be able to listen to it a whole lot if I had to buy every single album that he put out. But everything is free, and I really like that because it really shows... What type of guy? uh, How much, like, how supportive he is of his, like, how much he appreciates his fans. Because he understands that his fans wouldn't be here... Yeah, he wouldn't be here. Well, not only that, he said that he went from nothing and barely having money to put food on the table for his family to, you know, being number one, like being known around the world for who he is. Yeah. And if yeah. he pretty much sees it as if it wasn't for my fans, I wouldn't be here. And also, uh, most of my fans 
really went through what I went through, you know, barely having any money and stuff like that. So I think it's really cool that he makes everything free. So fans like me that don't really have money can still listen to it. And he also puts it on his YouTube. Oh, yeah. So even if you don't have Apple Music or Spotify or anything, it's on YouTube. And I love it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's yeah. I just really want to dive deep into the hip hop genre and how much it's grown. Yeah. So. And yeah, especially so. with you know who the fuck is Justin Time, Adam Calhoun, Ryan Upchurch, Bottleneck, Outlaw, people like just every people, single one of them are growing in the industry. Outlaw just announced that he's putting out a new album. Yeah, he's yeah he said that it's gonna be one of his best albums too. Who also and, said that? And, Oh, yeah, it was uh, up church. He said that it was one of his favorite albums. And then it was, uh, and then he dropped Everlasting Country. I think. No, it might have been Outlaw. I can't remember. No, it was, uh, Tom McDonald. He was saying that he was coming out with a new album and he said it's the best shit he's ever put out. Uh, I'm also a huge Tom McDonald fan. His music is really damn good and also it really like it really hits me in a soft spot because I mean most of his songs I mean it is is relatable he usually talks about going through depression and stuff like that and the reason why I really like Tom McDonald is he looks like a mumble rapper but he is nothing like it and with all these rappers that are in the hip hop industry, they use drugs, guns and depression and quote unquote girls being hoes. They're, you know, they're teaching young kids that and stuff like that. And they're targeting a younger group of audience members that are going through depression. They act like they're sad and they're druggies and stuff like that but they're not going through struggles at all. They're just trying to get the money out of your wallet. GEC is a good example of that. Yeah. And Tom McDonald is completely opposite of that. He, I mean, he respects women. He freaking was talking about during a live stream that he was going to do a huge thing for his girlfriend, Nova, for Valentine's Day. And you don't see that in a lot of rappers and he's not always talking about, you know, drugs and hoes and stuff like that. He never talks about that in his songs. I mean, he talked about that in his song sober, but he was talking about what he did before he got into the music industry and where he is now. And in a way, after you listen to sober, you're, you're almost proud of him and uh, mad child. The one that he, uh, rap the song with that it featured in the song. Uh, they both talked about what happened before they became artists, and it's a really cool story. So, I mean, I would recommend it to any listeners out there to listen to it. 
Um, I really, I am really into Tom McDonald stuff. And I think he's really come a long way from where he used to be. So kind of going back to the whole country rap scene and stuff like that. When you look at what country rap is, all they talk about, and I'm pointing out like the lax Jaga boys or Georgia boys or whatever you want to freaking call them, freaking white bandit, all these freaking guys who they see up church and they're like, okay, up church is legendary status in this rap game. Mm. And so I'm like, okay, you are chasing clout. Yeah. You oh, yeah. can do that. Go be a country rap artist. But most of the time, it's just talking about trucks and beer and stuff like that. Why people cling to Upchurch so much is because he talks about the country. It's country music in a rap genre. And that's yeah. what he's always well, put out. He's a rap old Upchurch, from the country. It was always usually, you know, like girls and trucks and you know all that stuff and i think he's really improved from that of trying to not be what he makes fun of you know like he always talks about you know shotgun shane always talking about diesel trucks and stuff like that where money's in me yeah and just trucks every single time but i mean Upchurch didn't really necessarily do that, but at the same time, he sort of did. Uh, he always usually talked about trucks and stuff like that, but he also talked about how much he loves his southern roots. He loves his countryside. He loves Tennessee. And he, you know, he makes you feel proud of your own country because he's usually talking about how, you know, how beautiful his mountains are and the scenery and stuff like that and then you look around where you are and you can really appreciate what you have in a sense yeah i've there's been times where it's like okay i like i said in the last podcast we've we were all picked on Mm -hmm. stuff like that and so when I hear a song that I relate to the most, I love it. Mm. Well, we were always made fun of for enjoying Upchurch's music and stuff like that. And then as soon as we got big and we were noticed by Upchurch and he shouted us out and stuff like that, and our video skyrocketed, uh, a lot of people came up to me that were, you know, douchebags and people just started coming out of the woodworks and they're like, dude, that's really cool. Like, you know, I hope maybe one day I can be a part of the YouTube channel and stuff like that. But I mean, we were made fun of for listening to Upchurch because he was different and they didn't like that. But I mean, just how he reaches out to smaller fans that are putting out reactions to his videos and really do enjoy Upchurch because, I mean, Upchurch is our idol. I mean, we love Upchurch and stuff like that, but 
I mean, for him just to reach out to people, even though he's pretty popular, is insane. Because you see people like smaller than him that people are fans of, and they try to reach out to them, and they just kind of look at him like they're nothing, and they never respond to him or anything. Yep. But Upchurch yep. is so social to his fan group. I love it. Yeah, and that comes with good and bad. Like, you, he'll get overrun at shows to the point where he can't socialize, and he loves socializing with his fans, which I love. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's just too, when fans get too it. crazy about it. People abuse it, like lack yeah. of dinner. He he totally like giving a freaking T-shirt of his dead grandfather to him Mm -hmm. like I can see why Upchurch got pissed off that was his obituary well I can see like a family member doing that for you as like a memorial thing yeah but not someone that you don't know yeah I mean that's weird Mm. But I mean, it. Like I said, I just like how he really does keep in touch with his fan group, and he. He loves his fan group with every passing day. Yeah, he appreciates it. I mean, so does Tom McDonald. That's why I love listening to Tom McDonald, too. And so does Adam Calhoun and all those guys. Everyone that we really listen to is actually in touch and really does appreciate the fans that have stuck by them and enjoyed even their crappiest music. Like even the music that they don't like their fans still enjoy it and support it. Like when Upchurch released that Creaker album, he didn't know how it was going to go. He just did it. He's never really gotten into rock. And if you've seen some of his past videos, you've seen that, like, he he's going to dive into, like, Screamo and stuff. Which, I mean, I'm a pretty big fan of, like, that heavy metal and stuff. So if it does eventually come out, I'm really excited to see how that sounds. Oh, you and me both. But, yeah, I just... I mean, I just love how this, you know, country rap or hip hop genre is really starting to skyrocket. And it's really getting, you know, around to other people. Yeah. I mean, you see all these people saying like, you know, know, black people wouldn't listen to this and stuff like that. But you see Simba, No Life Shack, Mile High, and all these other reaction channels. I mean, just really getting into his music. And, like, he, and two, what I like about, like, Adam Calhoun, they respect what their fan base has given them. Mm. Like, Churchman, he, he freaking gives back to his fan. So does Adam Calhoun. Uh-huh. 
I love Adam Calhoun a lot. He he's one of my favorite rappers. I bought every album that he's put out, except Billy Goat. Mm. No, and it, it, even Billy Goat, it, it's not my favorite album, but damn, it's still damn good. It's still really good. Mm. I respect the time and effort that artists put into their music. Well, because it's not easy. No, it, it it's hard to write music to relate to other people. It's hard to go and put yourself out there, and especially if you're really talking about like the countryside and stuff like that, it's really hard to not talk about the same thing in every song. It's like. The song Tombstone by Adam Calhoun. One yeah, of my that song so good. One of my favorite songs was Tombstone. Yeah. Uh, because Tombstone is one of my favorite freaking westerns. I love that song. Uh, and it says when he says when Biggie talks about death, there ain't no going back. That. That's true as hell. I used to be a really big Biggie Smalls fan, too. And, like, you understand it to the point where you're like, okay, maybe life is bigger than what it is. So let's let's make the most of it and be badass and just do what we need to do. Mm-hmm. I I I love the war album. It toys with emotions. It's stuff that he hasn't really put out before. When he put out that song with Merkelis, that song was amazing. Mm-hmm. Even Jelly Roll, dude. Jelly Roll is from Nashville. And you see what this dude from Nashville can really do. Can really do. Oh yeah. And I mean, look at Roy Briggs. Yeah. He's amazing. He really has like a strong Upchurch vibe to him. And, here's and the- I'm sure even Upchurch knows that because he's, you know, he's met him and hung out with him and stuff like that. And I mean, I really enjoy Leroy Briggs stuff because, I mean, it has that Upchurch aspect to it. And I really do feel like Leroy Briggs is really shooting to the top right now. Well, here's the thing. Even Kelso, dude, we can't forget a longtime fan like Kelso. Kelso is a part of Truck Talks. He he even shouted us out on a freaking Q&A. Q&A. And in my eyes, that speaks volumes. When an artist like that can find their peace in watching YouTubers. We're freaking kids. We're we're just some kids from Idaho who like music. Mm-hmm. Our music is our outlet. And so when you have like stuff like that going on, we we just kind of we latch onto it in a different aspect. 
Aspect. Aspect. Sorry, I stroked out. <laughs> but, like, for example, Kelso, he was one of our first shout outs. He shouted us out on his Instagram. And he shouted us out on our YouTube. He's like, dude, this was badass. Like, you guys need to make more. And yeah, I was- really do feel like we are good friends with Kelso. And I like that feeling. I, I would consider Kelso a friend because mm-hmm. he sees the time and effort it takes to put in a reaction. Yeah. So, like, I've not heard a bad song from Kelso. Mm-mm. Same thing with Upchurch. I haven't heard a bad song from him. Yeah. There's some songs that I'm not a huge fan of, but that doesn't change the fact that I don't like them. Mm-hmm. I've seen freaking like Adam Calhoun. I, I have to go back to him because like Upchurch, he worked a nine-to-five job and busted his ass to provide for his family. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, he admits he was a deadbeat dad. He really does. But everyone makes mistakes in their life to the point where they they want to do better. And up to, or Adam Calhoun was doing factory jobs to the point where it's like, okay. But that's why I love people. Uh, the people like Adam Calhoun in Up Church and Kelso. Yeah. Adam Calhoun has never shouted this out, but who cares? That's, I'm, I mean, uh, we're, we're really not doing it for the clout. We're just yeah. mostly doing it to support the music because it almost makes us proud in a sense to see how much these guys are really it, pushing to improve their music and also how much they're growing because they really do deserve the utmost respect i mean just look at uh what upchurch did when um screwface was dissing him screwface like upchurch was trying to be nice about it screwface came out with a diss track uh upchurch came out with a diss track and completely destroyed him and then screwface came out with a second diss track literally two minutes two minutes after Screwface dropped the second diss track, Upchurch dropped his. Yeah. And Upchurch and uh, Screwface made it to the point where it's like, okay, if we do this, there's no beef. Upchurch in that video strictly said, hey, here's what this means. I don't think you completely understand it. And oh, took that Screwface as definitely made it beef. He was talking crap on a live stream about Upchurch, and then his brother got involved, and his brother even made it... He was even worse than Screwface with his little gay butt buddy. <laughs> yeah. Just people like that make it unenjoyable for the music industry. But just I just love how... Upchurch just, just doesn't give a shit about what anybody says, and I love that attitude. 
Because anybody tries to get underneath Upchurch's skin, Upchurch just takes it and makes a comedy out of it for people to enjoy. And I love that attitude. And that's what we kind of did when uh, we have a Truck Talks video where we took, uh, we found a video on YouTube of a country TikTok cringe compilation. And we kind of made fun of that. And I mean, it was really fun to make and it was really funny. Um, We'll probably make another one of those here soon because it was really fun. Yeah. Some of those videos were some of the funnest that we did because those are quote unquote country folk from other states like that one kid that freaking wore plate splatter freaking whatever the hell those were. And it's just, it's one of those things where it's just, it's cringy to see what country music has become because as a listener of country music who has been a true listener and seen where everything's going, it's not a good way. Yeah. Like, for example, that freaking, uh, Oh, what's Brett Young? The mm. dude that sings that stupid freaking song, Mercy. Have mercy. Mm-hmm. Freaking Dan and Gay. Florida Georgia Line. People like that. It, it's not enjoyable. It's not really No, it, it's pop. Yeah. Think of country. I think of Waylon. I think of Hank. I think of people like I've mentioned in the first episode. Because those people understand what country music is. And I like to point out, Brayden, we've talked about this, and it's like when you listen to music for so long, and you've been trash-talked for that music, that's when it gets annoying when other people start to listen to it too. Oh yeah. Because you see, you were made fun of it. Like one of my favorite country artists is Jamie Johnson. I love Jamie Johnson. And one of our, one of our friends who isn't really close to us anymore. He's all of a sudden starts listening to Jamie Johnson because Another kid we didn't, we hung out with, who we absolutely hate now, got him into it. I'm like, Dawson. <laughs> Whatever. I'm I just love how you were trying hard not to say the name, and then it just came out. It slipped. <laughs> but they want to know the truth, I'll tell them the truth. Yeah, it. It, it gets annoying. No, oh, yeah. When you're bashed for something you love, it makes you want to go out and freaking do it more. I know, right? But. Sorry, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, kind of getting off of the topic of music and. That's what, that's what I was going to say. Go into something more of what we've. So, 
me and Braden, we were discussing in our after one of our last podcasts, we're like, why don't we do ghost stories? And so, yeah, just kind of do something kind of fun and interesting so we're not just stuck on one topic, just boring the hell out of you guys. Because we don't want to freaking you guys to lose interest and then uh, go listen to Post Malone or something. You picked us over an 8-track tape. Hmm? <laughs> I guarantee you. you knew what a cassette tape was. If you knew what an 8-track tape was. If you don't know what we're talking about, freaking Spotify always has this ad. Well, if you're on this app, you already know what it is. <laughs> Shut up. But, yeah, we just kind of thought it would be kind of fun to kind of, I don't know, dive into something new. Um, so we came up with the idea of talking about some ghost stories. Just, so, like, it doesn't have to be, like, what we've experienced. Like, maybe we... We heard it from someone else or... Or seen something else. It doesn't really matter. And what we've been kind of doing in this podcast is after we think that we're done with the topic, we just kind of slowly transition into a different topic. You can tell that we usually get sidetracked. We talked about Takashi tonight. And then we immediately dove into Hiccup. And so... I don't know. Hiccup is just... I don't know. It just kind of sounds weird. I like I like country I, rap. I like country rap better. It kind of rolls off the tongue better. Yeah. But, uh, like we said, we're going to dive into some ghost stories. I so I like ghost stories. Wanna, I like the history. Go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. I I like the history. Of like ghost stories, like I wa- like watching The Conjuring and Annabelle and stuff like that, because there's history behind it, and I'm a huge history buff. Like I'll do my research and just like kind of look at what I want to read and stuff like that. I really dive into, you know, the deep information. Yeah, and it, it it's interesting, like mm. uh. Like, one of the most interesting cases I think I've ever heard. Well, I actually been to the freaking site. We were uh, we were in San Diego, Old Town San Diego in California. And my mom, this is when she was getting into the ghost stories and stuff like that. And uh, my mom, she is a huge ghost story buff. Like, she loves The Conjuring. She loves everything. And so, like, just growing up around that just kind of, like, makes me want to learn about the history. history. Mm-hmm. And I, I love reading about serial killers and stuff like that because oh, it's yeah. like, like I said, we were in, we went to the Whaley House, which is one of the most haunted places in America, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And it's. It's just kind of interesting to hear the history behind it. Like he he hung people from gallows in the front of his house. Used to yeah. be a train track, I believe. 
like to me that's like holy crap people actually do that <laughs> people get killed like damn it, it kind of it opens your eyes yeah that's kind of <laughs> what i what usually goes through my head every time i'm you know looking up like criminal cases or anything like that or if you're watching like just like anything that has to do with serial killers or anything like that, you just never would expect a human being to be that demented or have that sort of thought to have those type of actions. Dude, like freaking Jeffrey Dahmer is a great example of that. Mm. Freaking that dude ate people. (laughs) Yeah. Same thing with Ed Gein. Like, but it also goes back to your childhood. Mm. A lot of these people, a lot of these guys were abused and stuff like that. So they kind of just isolated themselves. And when it comes to isolation, they just uh, don't have an outlet, so they start killing. So they... So I was just blasting. So I was blasting. <laughs> so anyways, I just started blasting. And so, I mean, I don't know, man. It's just stuff like that just drives me crazy. Mm. I, I just know what goes through the head. Yeah. And I like the conspiracy theories behind it, too. Yeah, I love conspiracy theories. Just those videos that just really open your mind and really dive deep into things like conspiracy theories about the government, aliens, stuff like that. Like, where do we go when we die and all that stuff. And just the points that they bring out is just insane. Well, like, the government conspiracy theories and stuff like that, that's when it gets really interesting. Like, obviously the moon landing is real, but they do have a point with the flag rippling in space. Yeah. Like, I do see that point. But also, if they weren't up there, then why is there photographic evidence of, like, footprints on the moon? And why is the flag still up there? No. I mean, I don't think NASA don't. Could have been like a failed mission or something like that. Like it actually did happen. But they, like, how did they get video cameras up there to record in space? When it was like, what, in the 60s? Yeah, it was late 60s. They did have video cameras. You got to realize NASA is the top of the chain. Like, they, they are technically advanced and far from... Most people know. Yeah. But you also got to see it as like maybe um, it was a failed mission and, you know, they ended up dying in space. And so they kind of had to do a little bit of movie editing. I don't know. I'm not saying that it was fake. I'm just saying like, you know, it is a conspiracy theory. I mean, stuff like that just kind of opens your eyes and, like, uh, 
freaking there was another one that was kind of tough. Like JFK. That's a good one. Did he did he really get assassinated? Because uh multiple people said that there was a, a fire a shot fired from the tower. There was a shot fired directly more towards the line of his head, like more toward a direct hit. That's more. or people saying that Elvis is still alive. Okay, there's some evidence like that that does have some solid proof. Yeah. Or did Kurt Cobain kill himself, or did his wife actually kill him? Mm-hmm. And if you guys haven't seen uh, this show, watch Soaked in Bleach, it kind of goes into the story about Kurt Cobain and after the suicide. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the points that that investigator brought up, which was really solid, was right there was no autopsy released on it. And so when you have, so if he was to fire the gun like he had, they're saying that the shotgun twisted, but the cadaver grip, like when you die on something, you have a grip on it because your body spasms mm-hmm. out. So there's, they said that the shotgun twisted, but if the shotgun twisted, you would see breakage in his wrist, which is also thought provoking because if the chamber was on the other side, then why is the shotgun shell on the other side of it? No. Like, in my eyes, that's enough proof to convict Courtney Love or she hired someone to kill him. But that's where you guys decide. You guys need to watch that. Rip legend, though. Oh, dude, Kurt Cobain was... Even though there's a bunch of memes on him about blowing his head off and taking heroin, there's not going to be another Kurt Mm -hmm. Cobain. He was a trailblazer, just like Upchurch was. Yep. He, he he created the genre in music that would never be recreated ever again. Excuse me. Yeah. I mean, three albums, and they're still freaking some of the best-selling albums. Oh, yeah. But what are some of your favorite conspiracy theories? I thought we were going to talk about ghost stories. Or ghost stories. Or ghost stories. Either or. Excuse me. Uh, well, I think we can egg the segment with... Well, what do you want to end the podcast with? Conspiracy theories or ghost stories? Either or, man. I don't really care. Uh... Just go with the well, right here. Now I'm kind of wanting to get into conspiracy theories, so we'll we'll right, end the we'll end the podcast with a couple ghost stories. So, hmm, I think one of my favorite conspiracies is uh, that if you try and search. So, you know, that huge thing that happened in 2012 that 
the world was going to end and all that stuff. Well, if you try and look up information about 2012, you can't really find anything. Everything has been deleted and stuff like that. And excuse me. And also 2012 is the year that Stephen Hawking discovered the black hole. And yeah, that's and people were saying how it's weird how the days have been feeling longer, like the doors no the doors, wow. The days are feeling, you know, shorter, like time is going by faster. It's because we're in a different dimension because when Stephen Hawking discovered the black hole, we were sucked into it. And now we're in a different dimension. And that's why there's a global warming crisis and the glaciers are melting and stuff like that because it never really was a problem a couple of years back. Yeah. And people are saying now that, um, you know, there's infinite earths, and every time we destroy one, we go to the next. And um, I can't remember really what it talked about, but it was, it was just really interesting. It was just talking about how we're pretty much living in a different dimension, and we pretty much all died, but we don't really know it. And yeah, uh, there was another one where it said um, I was actually at a friend's house and we were watching conspiracy theories and me and him kind of broke it down a little bit more and it really it was just insane. So um, so pretty much you know, the whole alien thing. Well, people are saying that the reason why there's aliens and UFOs and stuff like that always coming to Earth is because we're pretty much like a garden. And they planted us here to see what we would do and stuff like that and how we would adapt and all that kind of junk. And... um and so they killed off the dinosaurs and stuff like that and trying to see how we would evolve because people are saying the aliens are humanoids so they're part human so people are thinking that they're a part of a different planet that went to hell like nuclear and stuff like that and so they're pretty much like um, they evolved so much that they evolved to everything that happened to their world like they come from a past earth that we destroyed and stuff like that and yeah. they put us on here to see how we would evolve and how we would adapt and stuff like that and that's why they're always usually coming over here because they're pretty much checking on us like we're their freaking garden. And there was another part where it was 
saying that every time we die, instead of going to heaven, we go to a different planet and we become these humanoids and that's what aliens are. But we're like, but we evolved, so we're a lot smarter, and that's why you see UFOs and stuff like that. Like, me and my buddy dove into it. It was quite a while ago, but, I mean, it just seemed really interesting. And, you know, all those conspiracy theories where you always feel like life's a simulation and deja vu and stuff like that. And it's because our brains are literally in a jar on a spaceship and we're being monitored. And that's why we feel like we've seen something before because we're, we pretty much die and then we relive our lives trying to see what choices we make and stuff like that. It was just, it was just food for thought. It was really weird. You can hear me okay, right? Yeah. Okay. My phone kind of bugged out for a second, so. But yeah, that's, I don't have that's kind of some of my favorite conspiracy theories. It's because it's just, I don't know. It just seems really interesting. Dude, I, the whole like night, like I'm, I like reading about it just to kind of see if I can disprove it sort of deal. Mm-hmm. And so like the whole, like did Bush actually plan nine eleven? There's actually some actually good evidence behind that. Oh yeah. But then again, why would an American president sabotage his own country and put him in war? Mm. That's kind of what I was thinking. Well, I could also see the valid points because engineers and construction workers and all that stuff and, you know, people that are in the, you know, like manufacturing buildings and stuff like that actually took a look at it and stuff like that and they're thinking that it was a controlled blast that knocked down the buildings because people are saying that if a plane did fly into it some of the structure would still be standing it wouldn't have all fallen and okay yeah uh, like something like that like okay a plane engine plane engine blowing up I mean Part of me does see the man you like people saying that. I do see that, but like I really see it more as like starting a fire more than it would, you know, because people are saying that there was like giant metal beams that were holding up uh, the tower inside of the concrete, and there's no way that you know a tiny little plane crash would have melted that metal enough for it to break apart. And the tower to fall apart. Yeah, that is about. And also, if you look back on the video, uh, you can see the plane go through the tower, and then seconds afterwards, uh, explosion comes right afterwards, and yeah, it would yeah. pro- most likely explode the second it touched that tower, if it were to explode. Yeah, I can see that. It only exploded as soon as the whole entire plane went inside of the tower. Yeah, I I definitely think there was a bomb involved. I don't think it was Bush. I just think it was planned by, you know, other people. I don't I well, honestly don't was, think it was Bush. 
No, I don't think it was Bush. But I just think I honestly think it was a controlled blast. But oh, guaranteed. It you know. I don't. I just don't think it was Bush. I just think it was other people that were behind it. Well, if you go back and look at the freaking Al Qaeda and stuff like that, and who they were, they the people that crashed into that tower, those towers, were people who, uh, like the one of the FBI agents, like head FBI agents, actually took in one of those refugees, quote unquote, actually terrorists, and gave them, you know, like flight, uh, gave shelter and gave them flight tickets to head back home to bring home his family and they hijacked that plane and as an American that hurts because the World Trade Center symbolized peace well people were saying that it wasn't a terrorist that hijacked the plane it was actually the pilot itself yeah but when they recovered the bodies the pilot was shot dead. Oh, really? I do. Or stabbed or something like that. And I so, there was something else like uh, the terrorist didn't really know how to fly the plane, so he forced the terrorist forced the pilot to uh, fly it directly there or he'd shoot him. Yeah. Have you heard some of the phone calls off of the 9-11 attack? Yeah. That's some heartbreaking shit. Yeah, pretty much telling uh, their families that they're in the plane and they're going to crash and stuff like that. Or Or the people that had to jump out of the towers. Yeah, that... It's nauseating... And it's just, man, it sucks. But if it really was, you know, ISIS and stuff like that, I mean, obviously ISIS had something to do with it. But, I mean, people are still heartbroken. People still are mourning for their family members that died in that, um, in that devastation. But, I mean, we came back hard. <laughs> we we brought payback on ISIS's doorstep. Oh yeah. I mean, two of the biggest ISIS leaders. I mean, one of them we chased down a freaking hallway with a dog, and he blew himself up. And also, we dropped a bomb right in the lap of the other one. Yeah. America's badass. Yeah. It's just... You fuck with our country, you're gonna get it back. And that's what I love about Trump. Is Obama was too scared to touch that big red button because he didn't want to start a war. But Trump said, you know what? I'm surprised Trump isn't limping around with how big of balls he has. Dude, they clank when he walks. He's just no fucks given. Pushes that big red button and completely wipes out ISIS. 
and people are saying that there's going to be another uh, ISIS leader within a week and stuff like that. But have you really noticed that they haven't really fucked with us? No, because oh, even with <laughs> even with freaking Rocket Man, freaking Kim Jong Un. Yeah, people <laughs> thought he was dead. That's one. Oh, freaking Trump! Freaking Trump was like, "All right, if you want to keep fucking with us, I'm going to start shooting missiles back." Yeah, he. Yeah, because North Korea was trying to shoot bombs at us, but they kept falling short, and they kept. Uh, fallen close to it was like the shores off of the Gulf of Mexico or something like that. Yeah, I can't remember. But um, Trump was like, "All right, either we sign a peace treaty, or I have missile missiles that will not fall short." He's like, "Either, I mean, even South Korea and a little bit of North Korea was targeting their own." Like, South Korea was going to go to war with North Korea because South Korea is one of our allies. So they were actually going to go to war with North Korea because they were trying to bomb us. And Kim Jong-un finally was like, all right, I'll sign it and stuff like that. So, I mean, Trump flew out to North Korea. With the possibility of being shot. Mm-hmm. He went into dangerous territory, shook that man's hand, signed the peace treaty, and everything was good. Everything was set in sail. But guess what? Everyone still hates Trump. Why? Because he saved our country from being bombed? Just because he told some news reporter to grab a girl by the pussy or whatever? People are still offended by that. People are saying that he's sexist and everything. Yeah, but you're still walking around because we haven't been bombed yet. You're welcome. Yeah, it. And if people were so ha- like, they were so excited that Hillary Clinton was, uh, part of the presidential election, and all that stuff, and people were saying, you know, Hillary's gonna win, stuff like that. Well. It would have been a hundred percent sure that we would be bombed if Hillary was elected. Yep. It it would have happened if Hillary was elected. But people mm-hmm. are still wanting to impeach Trump and stuff like this. And they're risking their, you know, future families and all this stuff just because of church or up church, wow, because Trump said, you know, one sexist thing, and Trump does one thing and they hound him for it, but he has literally saved this country from being annihilated. Oh, no doubt about it. But I mean, it, it is just stupid. Well, too, it also goes back to, oh, he said he'd date his daughter if if he wasn't... If she wasn't his daughter. Yeah, whatever. That was just a compliment towards his daughter saying that, you know, he made a gorgeous daughter. 
and people saw it as, oh, you know, he has a crush on his own kid, which is not true. And people just like to mix and match words just to try and accuse someone of something. I mean, that's what liberals are known for. They try and mix and match. They try and mix and match words to try and see, help people see the bad side of others. But I think uh, I think we have a little bit more time to talk about some ghost stories. Yeah, <laughs> just segue from politics to spooky. All right, so what's your favorite ghost story? No, 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 you're going first. I've been talking. Oh, I'm going first? Yeah. Because I think I got like two or three or four. Dude, honestly, I think if I was going off of like stories based off of movies, movies based off of stories, that freaking, that Conjuring 2. Oh, the nun. Fuck that shit, dude. Dude, and it wasn't even about the nun. It was about that girl who got possessed. Yeah. And I was like, damn, dude. And just the whole, like, Ed and Lorraine Warren were, like, they had balls. Oh, yeah. I mean, they hold up, they had a whole room dedicated to possess objects. Dude, and that's a museum now. Yep. And Zach Bagans has done the same thing. Mm-hmm. He's made a whole museum of it, and I've been there, and it's weird as shit. I would really want to go to it because I'm a pretty big fan of Zach and Aaron and all those guys and just everything they do. I've always loved Ghost Adventures. Dude, it's pretty badass. They actually uh, did a hotel in uh, the Hot Springs. Yeah. But yeah, I as you were saying about Conjuring too. That just that whole story just kind of trips me out. Hmm. I've seen some pretty whack shit in my life. Oh yeah. And that's definitely pretty sketchy, dude. And. I, I I like knowing the history behind it. Like that Zach Pagans, he has the whole museum dedicated to his uh like all the haunted artifacts that he has. He has paintings of John Wayne Gacy, dude. Freaking that serial killer. Mm-hmm. He has freaking the cauldron that Ed Gein cooked his heads in. Gross. And it's double. And it's stuff like that that makes me intrigued by it. I like history. Yeah. And so I like knowing the stories behind the ghost artifacts that he has. So, like, 
like one of my favorites that trips me out every time I read it is that crying boy picture. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's about this boy who this painter painted and he uh it's supposedly cursed and when it's sat in a house it catches the house on fire and everything around it because it wants it to feel its wrath. I thought uh the painting starts to cry blood. No, it the house catches on fire, dude, and it's freaking insane. No. Yeah, I'm the I'm the same way. I like the history behind it. Just just listening to, you know, people talk about the haunted artifacts they have and just the stories behind it. I just think it's really interesting and why they do have something attached to it. Like uh um Annabelle for example. That was a raggedy and all, dude. Yeah. The original is a Raggedy Ann doll who got attached to a spirit and just freaking started haunting. It it didn't have a fuck. Hmm. And, I mean, I do not like Annabelle. I mean, I love the movie. It's just, I... Creepy dolls, man. I can't do them. If you know me, you already know that I hate dolls. Like the videos of that people take of the dolls where the heads look at them or something or turn to them. Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, I, I think I'll do some white people shit if that happens. I'm gonna pack all my stuff and I'm gonna leave. Wait, no, that's more like what black people do. White people investigate. If they hear a noise or something, I mean, I'd be that. You know, there was that one vine where it was like usually white people, they hear a noise or a groan or something, they slowly go investigate it. But if black people hear a creak or a ghost or something, they immediately start packing their stuff. That is exactly what I would do. I would not investigate that shit. I would. Dude, my mom would be like, hey, let's go check it out. I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> like someone got like scared someone up in that Whaley house that I went to someone scared someone and uh I started crying because I was scared I'm guessing that's pretty recent no this was I don't know I was in 6th grade I think but it had you crying in it yeah I know I do like do you actually have like like have you actually like encountered stuff personally dude when we went down into that cave with Mason and Tano that was weird do you remember that I don't think you were there Oh, I must have been with someone else. But I was at the 17-mile cave, 
and we were just kind of chilling down there, and we were walking around, around, and we heard this rock get thrown into the way way back of the cave, like past the water. We're like, what the hell? So everyone's like, dude, let's go look at that. I'm like, uh uh-uh, fuck that. Mm -hmm. They're like, no, dude, like, it's going to be okay. We can go look at it. I'm like, I'm white, and I want to live. Just, no. It it just, and then as they convinced me somehow to go all the way back there, and we kept on hearing Yoo-Hoo, and I heard Yoo-Hoo, and I started walking towards it, and I'm like, I'm not doing this shit anymore. And they're like, come on, dude, it's just some dude playing a prank on us. I'm like, that's coming from way back in the freaking uh, cave. Don't and plenty of people have died in that cave, whether it's people... suicide, murders. People have fallen because there's a huge drop at the end of the cave. It, it, there's been like freaking satanic rituals down there. It's nothing I like to mess with. Because. Mm. I just, that shit freaks me the fuck out. Yeah, I have a story where I was in a 17-mile cave, and it was with Mason and Tana. And we were just walking around, and we heard, like, something hit the walls of the cave. So we were like, what the hell? So we all quieted down, and... We, you know, we didn't really hear anything, so we just kept walking towards it. And then we hear it again, but it was a little bit more quieter. And so we were like, okay, everyone be quiet. So we were quiet for like a minute. Well, after we were quiet, like after, like everything was silent. And then all of a sudden it sounded like someone grabbed a bat or something and hit the walls of the cave as hard as they could. And it was way like towards the end of the cave. So it just echoed all the way up. And so we were like, Nope, fuck that. And we booked it to the entrance, dude. We were like, hell no. It's like, I am not dying today because of some freaking gremlin that's hunkered down in the end of the cave. Fuck that. Dude. Well, you got like, I get it. It's like kind of like a hot spot for like meth heads, suicides, freaking satanic rituals and stuff like that. But it was way like in the back. Yeah, so that's where couldn't... I heard that freaking rock get thrown. Yeah, it, it couldn't. Before... I don't think it was anything like, you know, human and or alive. Because there is no way something could survive in that cave. And also, a human could not go down that far. Unless they have diving gear. Diving gear? Yeah, because it's all water in the back. Oh, it is? Yeah. Well, that just makes it even freaking creepier. Yeah, the further back. The further Who the hell would want to dive in there? Well... You got, uh, some people have, uh, got the, like, they found Skyline High School textbooks out there. They're, like, saying that there was some sort of conspiracy connected to it. But 
Like I remember that. There was there's been a couple of murders that have happened like on the Arco Highway and they would dump the bodies in the seventeen mile cave. Well there was uh there was a murder that happened right outside the entrance of the cave too. Yep. And for you guys wondering, uh, this cave, it's not like your run-of-the-mill cave where you can pay admission to go into it. No, this is like a cave that's a historic like, site. Yeah, there's like graffiti in there that goes back to like the 50s and 60s. And there's like 30 inches of freaking spray paint and stuff like that. 30 oh, inches? Dude. Dude, it's thick. Have you actually like tried to peel off some paint? No, I think it's like a cool bit of history, though. I mean, you see like old names that have been on there, like past relationships and stuff like that that have that are from the 1900s, and I think that's really cool. Oh yeah, dude that that used to be like the elephant hunters' cave, where they would hunt big game out on the plains of the Arco Highway, and they would hunker mm-hmm. down in that cave. And so, it just I didn't know that. that that whole cave itself is just kind of weird. Yeah. Like when we had that. Big well, as soon as you go down there, it all it immediately has that creepy aspect to it, it that you usually hard. see in like scary movies and stuff like that. Yeah, it feels like you can tell there's some shit's happened in that freaking cave. Yeah, you- you get that bad vibe, like your body's saying, "Dude, you should not be here." And this, you like, just get that bad feeling in your stomach. Like this cave is like known by everyone, and the state just doesn't care about it because it's a hole in the ground. It's not a cave in the side of a mountain. It's literally just a hole in the ground that people go and explore, and. If you go in there, like, when the runoff's bad, you can see how deep that freaking water gets. Oh, yeah. It, like, when the eclipse happened, freaking, there was multiple people doing sacrifices. Oh, did you hear what uh, Asian tourists did? No. They had sex during the eclipse because they thought it would give their children superpowers. Are you serious? I'm dead ass. God damn it. Some people do. I wish I was kidding. Well, okay. We all, we both have to admit that eclipse is overhyped. Like, it looked like the coronavirus hit us early Mm -hmm. there's like freaking Asians and Chinese and freaking all these tourists just everywhere and I mean if I was from another country like you know Asia and all that stuff where most of these people have come from to see the eclipse I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't have really spent all that money just to see something that literally happened for 30 seconds. 
But it was amazing. It, amazing. It was amazing. It's just I don't think I would spend that much money on it. No. I think they were here to go to West Yellowstone, too. Mm. But, dude. It was crazy how fast it ended, though. Yeah, they were. I was expecting a lot more, not mine. Mm. But it was super, super cool. The freaking yeah. whole town went dark. Oh, yeah. The day. It was kind of creepy. Everyone freaking gathered outside, had barbecues. They're like, here's the eclipse, guys. Yeah. But I think we have room for one more topic. Uh, what's your favorite TV show, dude? <sighs> Shit. Don't judge me on this, but number one, probably King of the Hill. That's pretty freaking funny. Uh, second, Rick and Morty, and then third, The Ranch. Yeah, dude. I'd say one is Sons of Anarchy. I just, I love that show. It's a damn good show. Second, I'd put Dexter. Hmm. There's something about that show that just, it's so weird. Like, if you were to do that in today's standards, you would get caught so freaking fast. Yeah. But, I freaking... And three, I'd say the ranch. Hmm. Ranch is so freaking funny, dude. I, I, there's been points in that show where I've laughed so hard I damn near pissed my pants. <laughs> so damn funny, damn near pissed myself. Yeah, that movie is hilarious. That show is hilarious. It's two sixteen in the morning, so I'm uh. No, I can't really talk. We're gonna. I think we're gonna end it here, guys. Yeah, I agree. Um, as always, you know, subscribe to Backwoods Entertainment and Truck Talks. Uh, go follow our socials. They were at the end of the last video. I don't really want to see them again. Um, works. I mean. I'm excited to come out with episode four. I mean, I'm really in starting to enjoy this podcast. I hope you guys are too. Um, before you know it, we'll be in, it'll be the end of season one and season two. I mean, it already feels like it's just around the corner. Yeah, it's, it's getting, it's getting weird. Yeah, but I mean, it's kind of nice to, you know, step away from YouTube and, you know, start just talk. Yeah, because we wouldn't be really able to talk to uh, you guys like this. Yeah. The guidelines YouTube has. So. Yeah, we won't really be able to speak our mind like we are now. Uh, that's why me and Oren really wanted to 
push out this podcast because we really had a lot of stuff to say and we thought it'd be kind of interesting for other people, especially our fans to hear it. Yeah. We've had some, we have some pretty freaking crazy stories that we'll get into once we start rolling. We got rolling, 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 rolling. <laughs> we got uh like we said in our first uh vlog or our first podcast. Vlog. Wow, I'm already thinking way too far ahead. <laughs> uh we wanna start Kinda. Damn it! I forgot what I was gonna say. Shit. Nice. It's gonna come to me when I was freaking in bed. But we just want to make this kind of our outlet to talk to our fans. Yeah. We want some more people to kind of come in, join. If you guys have differing opinions, we'd love to hear them. Again, go on our uh, Facebook pages, and we're wanting to do a uh, – well, we've actually shot two episodes tonight. Uh, we shot episode two, and now we're on episode three. But for episode four, we're wanting to do that q and I think it would be kind of fun to uh, hear what kind of questions you guys uh, want to hear and – It'd be kind of fun answering them. So um, if you are curious about anything, go to our pages. Uh, official underscore official. Or fucking god damn it. Official truck talk. Official truck underscore talks. And uh, Backwoods Entertainment. Go to our Facebook pages and we'll both have a post asking for a Q&A. And we'll answer some in the next episode. But we're going to sign out. This has been Kicking It with the Hicks. I'm Burden. I'm Orrin. We'll talk. And we'll see you guys in the next episode.